It's the Prep Rally Podcast, the only podcast in the state dedicated to prep sports. Brought to you by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Here's your host, Chip Souza. Welcome to the Prep Rally Podcast. I'm Chip Souza, joined by Henry Apple, Rick Fires, and Leland Barclay. And we're here to talk a little sports for about the next half hour. Uh, we are down to the final uh, two weeks of conference play for baseball and softball in the 6A conferences. We are also on the brink of district tournament time for the smaller schools. It's go time. I'm ready, man. You know what? Uh, it's another cloudy, gloomy day, but man, with sports, now that we got sports, you're walking on sunshine, watching these kids compete, unlike a couple years ago when everything was shut down. So every day the spectacular here when you got high school sports. You got that right, Ricky. Talking about two years ago, that was two years ago that we didn't have any sports going on. Last year was back in a somewhat restricted mode uh this year it's full bore i'm bringing the curveball and and uh we're, we're playing i'm ready i'm bring ready it. i got my hat i'm backward so bring it that means it's serious that's that's serious business yeah, let's go so leland uh what, what uh, I, I saw you had some good baseball yesterday uh you had a game story in today's northwest arkansas democrat gazette about van buren getting the win against Bologna in the opener of their double header i saw van buren eked out a pair of wins yesterday so having technical difficulties with Leland Barclay down the River Valley, we can't can't hear him. But Van Buren did get a pair of wins yesterday in the 5A West. Uh, they won the opener 7-5, to and then they claimed a narrow win in the second game to complete a sweep there. Van Buren is leading the 5A West in baseball down there and uh, defending state champions, Ricky, with uh, looks like they're, uh, they're headed for another deep playoff run. Well, you know – we're ready for postseason. Uh, the regular season, you kind of get in a routine uh, Monday, Tuesday, and the soccer uh, Tuesday, Thursday, or the Friday. And then you get to postseason, you got to do back to back games, back to back wins. So, uh, got to finish up, but then I'm ready for the postseason runs. Let's kick it over to soccer a little bit, Ricky. You had a chance to uh, see Rogers Heritage yesterday. They played Bentonville. Uh, glad we picked that game to cover. You know, Heritage, yeah. they, uh, man, they, they have tied. Tied, tied, and tied. They've been more tied than, uh, well, I, can, I don't even know, a rodeo, hog tied in the rodeo, I guess. Oh, I can't think of anything better. You know what? I mean, the word of the day is perseverance. Perseverance. Perse I can't he, spell it, but I can somewhat say it. They've had, let's see, prior to that game, they had eight games and five of them were tied. Man. Now, in soccer, you get a point. You do. But you in do. sports, you want to win something. Yeah. Tied, tied. Even one of the little girls I was talking to after games, she said, Oh, it, you know, it's so frustrating. Tie, 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 tie. And then they finally got that win. I talked to the coach uh, beforehand, and I said, man, you, it, it shows you're highly competitive. You just need a little bit little more, bit just a little bit more. Move that kick just, just a little, little bit, bit more. The there you go. And, and they got it, and it was, it was fun to watch. The wind was uh, uh, blowing a lot, and it helped on one of those goals from about 30 yards. I thought it was going to go, you know, way out there, and it kind of curved. Did she bend it, it like it, Beckham? Yeah, yeah, whatever it was. But the wind bend it like Beckham. Yeah, even yeah. the little girl. To, I ought to get her name. And uh, she, I saw her when the ball went in. She looked around and said, "Oh my goodness!" and, and clasped her hands to his face. I talked to her afterwards, and she was very surprised. But they were thrilled to walk off with that win after getting tie, 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 tie. They got. Tie, they tie. got they got to win, so win, good win, for them. Win, 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 There you go. Yep. So good for Heritage. Uh, of course, in the 6A West um, soccer, it's uh, it's been all about Bentonville and Fayetteville this year. And, Ricky, they are headed for a kind of a, of a collision course. 
Absolutely, yeah. And, man, they just, um, they just got good players, and they got good, uh, you know, one or two stars on each team. They got good support system. I don't know exactly when that other game is coming up, but it's coming it's up next soon. week, yeah. And I, I look forward to seeing it. Good deal. So, uh, Henry kicking it over to 6A baseball. You saw a couple of good games this week. Well, one of them one of them was kind of a blowout, but yesterday was a good game. Yeah. Uh, Rogers Heritage, Bentonville West. As they, we see this log jam for the third through the eighth places, you know, because, well, the only thing is, yeah, there's a log jam there with six teams, but only four of those teams are going to go to the state tournament. Right. So, it's – uh, a fight. Uh, Brian Walker told me yesterday, he says, we're in the state tournament right now. We can't afford another yep. loss. Yeah. I was talking with uh, with somebody about, you know, the, the conference uh, as a whole, the 6A West as a whole, um, and how um, there's, you know, used to, there were some, I'm not mentioning, I'm not going to mention any names. Uh, we've been around long enough. There used to be a game that you or two you could kind of circle on the calendar and go, well, okay, that's going to be a W right there. Yep. That is, in fact, I was talking with Paul Boyd about this. Um, that's not the case anymore. Uh, the 6A West, Henry, from, from top to bottom, there's not a gimme in the conference. It's, there, there's going to be two teams that's not going to make the postseason. They're going to be pretty good teams. Yeah, and case of point yesterday, we had two games that went in the extra innings. Yeah. Uh, Bentonville was right on the verge of handing Rodgers its first conference loss, had it down – Within two outs, oh, and then all of a sudden, a triple and an error ties the game, and then they win it in the ninth. On a, again, another error. Uh, we have Southside and Harbor, who uh, Southside just come back uh, and beat Harbor, yeah, in eight innings, and kind of messing this thing up all over the place yeah. again. Well, it's fun. That's what's going to make it fun. Yeah. Uh, and uh, something else, uh, Henry, that Paul and I talked about, and I know Rogers put 17 runs on the board Monday. Uh, big win. They had a blowout win against Bentonville on Monday, 17-2. to But really, that is not Rogers-style baseball. Rogers-style ba- – and I know Matt Melson probably loves 17-2 to because, you know, he kind of sat back and dug out a little bit. But Rogers' style of baseball is 2-1, to 3-2, to two, uh, get a leadoff walk, bunt him to second, you know, move him over and get him in and and uh, and pitch and play defense. It's usually Rogers. That's 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 typical Matt Melson baseball is is to play small ball and and uh, try to get yourself a run and just pitch well and play good defense. And it's a a strategy that wor- that's worked well for him. But I guess he liked the seventeen runs too. Yeah, it it was a uh, he even called it an anomaly. The seventeen two win. I don't know. I can't uh, spell it. What is it? Maybe I could look it up. Yeah, go. Let's Different. go look it up. So, Anatomy, uh, anomaly. Yeah, it, it's uh, it was unusual, but yeah, this, this game. Hey. Was, I, I'm very <laughs> familiar with that. <laughs> yeah, you. Thank you. You can identify with that. Yeah. There you go. In the top of the third inning, this is just a two to nothing game, and uh, with Rogers with the lead, had the bases loaded, and the kid uh, hits a comebacker right to the mound. If it's fielded cleanly, we get it out, and even Matt Melson agreed to hey. We're probably looking at a seven-inning ball game. Yeah, two or three runs, but the ball went off the pitcher's hand, rolled away. Turns out to be an infield mm. single. Mm. And you're thinking, okay, well that's just one run. It's now three to nothing. But that one little hit turned out open the floodgates because five of the next six Rogers batters. All had a base hit oh. and drove in at least one run. Everybody the dom- hits. The Everybody domino, hits. The domino so, effect. Yeah. Yep. The, the domino effect. The only one that didn't get a hit, he was hit. He so. was hit. So he <laughs> took one for the team. Yeah. 
So that's what's going on in the 6A West in baseball. Rogers is now a full two games. Well, there's games to be played Wednesday. So some of the teams opted this week to play on Tuesday and Wednesday rather than Monday and Tuesday. So there, this is Wednesday. We're taping the podcast. So um, there are some games that are going to be played this afternoon. But going into Wednesday's games now, Rogers has a two-game lead um, in the standings over Springdale Harbor. Uh, and uh, now, and then they will. Um, those two teams will play. Is it next week, Henry? Next week, the Monday and Tuesday games. So that'll be big games uh, for them, and uh, still plenty to to play for uh, on that side. Um, so lots and lots and lots of great of great uh, baseball still left in the season. And again, like I mentioned, the six A West Conference regular season has two weeks left. Well, two weeks in a day, um, and then uh, for the smaller schools, and 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 the same thing in the five A. Uh, two two weeks of, of play. Now they're play, they play double headers in the five A West, uh, but two weeks left. And then for the schools that are four four A, three A, two A, one A, they will start their district tournaments next week, and then go into regionals the week after. And then everybody will be going into state tournament play. Very interesting game Friday afternoon at Farmington. Farmington will host Huntsville, and it's turned out to be it's one game winner take, winner take all, all for the four A one conference regular season championship. So. That's right. Uh, both teams pretty good. Uh, you know, Greg Harrison, a great job over at uh, at Huntsville, you know, bringing that program up, and they are highly competitive. Uh, Farmington, we talked about last week, Jay Harper uh, had just gotten his 300th career win, so the Cardinals are really good. Now, I'm wondering, can we bring – is Leland Barclay in with us, or can we hear him now? Still cannot hear him. Still having technical issues? Yep, still no, still no go on Leland Barclay. It's a long way. The string between the two cans may be severed. It's uh, it's springtime. We used to get that 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 uh, when we had a a, a line between uh, Springdale and uh, Fort Smith that we transmitted pages and things. If it was spring and it bloomed out uh, leaves and stuff, then we would lose our connection with them and it just. It's like our t- our TV. It's uh, uh, once the, the leaves start coming out and everything, it blocks it, and I have to go down there and, and chop down that cherry tree just like old George your, Washington. Your wife doesn't make you get on the roof and turn yeah, the antenna? I get out there, yeah. Quarter turn here. Qu- hold, 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 hold. No, no, snowy again, snowy again. Turn the other one. I mean, just give me an axe. Let me take care of this. Good deal. No, I love trees. Leland, whenever you're here, just just keep talking. We'll we'll bring you in whenever we can hear you. Nope, still not there. Okay, so moving over to softball. So yesterday I had a chance to go over to Rogers. They were hosting Fayetteville um, in a game yesterday. And on the mound for Rogers was Ava Johnson. Now, ordinarily, Ella, now yet, uh, this is confusing to me, which my mind, it doesn't take a lot to confuse me. Not that it ever did, but anyway. Rogers has Ella Beeman, and Heritage has Ellie Rindow. So I'm trying to keep Ella and Ellie I know. separated here, and they're both pitchers. Well, yesterday they, they threw a curveball at me. See the pun? See, I'm coming with a little pun there. It's kind oh, of funny. okay. Yeah. yeah. Very uh, good. Ava Johnson, a sophomore, lefty. And, uh, of course, she's having to wait her turn, Ricky. This is, this, is, this is the way you do things in the real world. You don't just go in the transfer portal because you're not yeah, getting the pitch. Right. You stay I in like there. I like that attitude. That's right. You stay in there, and it's going to be – when it's your time, they give you the ball, go out there and make the most of it. Well, that's what Ava Johnson did. And she knows Ella Beeman is their, is their you know, top number one pitcher. And, and then Cadence Janney has also pitched a lot for Rogers. But they brought in the lefty yesterday against Fayetteville. You know what she did, Ricky? What 15 did she do? strikeouts. Fume, fume, fume. I, I can't do it as good as you, but 
But uh, but fifteen. Pew, pew, there you pew. go. There you go. Fifteen strikeouts. Just like fireworks, Caraway, Arkansas. Pew, pew, pew. Yes. So fifteen strikeouts for her. Eight to one win for Rogers, and uh, they remain a game behind Bentonville, which which uh, rolled to a big win yesterday uh, down in the River Valley at Southside. Uh, but uh, also Bentonville West. Now they normally their uh, uh, top pitcher is Sierra Cravens, but they have a, another a, ba- a, a backup, a number two, Olivia Nixon. She got her chance yesterday to throw against Springdale. Henry, no hitter. Okay, but she also hit a home run and drove in about five, four or five runs. So big day for her. And of course Bentonville rolled. Amber Turner, two home runs, six RBIs yesterday for Bentonville. And uh, setting up for another Bentonville Rogers game, they'll be playing next week for the second time. Bentonville has a one-game lead over Rogers, so uh, lots of good softball in six A West. Leland, giving you another shot at it here. Leland, how's it going down there? I know you had the five A West baseball yesterday. Van Buren they swept a doubleheader from Valonia, but Leland, I was a little surprised by it. Valonia. They were like one one and eighteen coming into into the doubleheader, but uh, and they it was a close you know a pair of close games. Well, I was surprised. Um, I think that uh, maybe Van Buren was surprised a little bit. Uh, you know, high school kids can read, and, uh, uh-huh. you know, they, they know what the conference standings are. And, well, some high school you know, they're the defending, you know, state champs. And, uh, boy, Valonia looked, looked very good. Um, they took a 4-2 um, to two lead in the first game. Van Buren came back and went up 5-4. to four. Valonia tied it, and then Van Buren won it 7-5 to five late. Bologna took a lead in the nightcap, and Van Buren came back and won that one late, nine to eight, to stay tied with Greenbrier in uh, first place in the 5A West standings. Now, the worst part of that is, uh, even though they're tied at this point now, um, Greenbrier owns the tiebreaker, which would it has to go down to the third one because head to head they split. Okay. They both won a one-run one game, so head-to-head, neither one of them has a run di- differential. But Greenbrier has won some big games by large margins. I think the tiebreaker situation is five-run is the maximum. Like in football, it's 13 points. Yep. In basketball, it's 10 points. Well, in baseball, it's five runs. Okay. Okay. So those two close games, albeit wins yesterday, uh, did hurt Van Buren a little bit. Uh, so Greenbrier will have the conference or will have the tiebreaker probably over Van Buren. There's, you know, like you guys said, there's four games left, a pair of double headers left. So there's still a lot of baseball left to be played, but they are tied atop the uh, standings at this point. Wow. Well, uh, one thing about it, you know, Leland, this is a, a kind of a first for Van Buren. They're playing with a, a big bullseye, you know, on their back as as the defending champion. So you know you're going to get every team you play, you're going to get their best shot. And, and the longer you let them hang around in a game, uh, the more momentum they get. And uh, uh, all of a sudden, you know, you're down in a close game where a, a little ground ball hits a rock and skips off your glove. It can be the difference, Ricky. Can't well, hear, and they start, you know, they start thinking, oh, no, what if? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But uh, Van Buren did hang on, and uh, they did get the doubleheader sweep there. So, uh, like we mentioned in the 6A conference, the 5A conference is also down to its final two weeks of the regular season. Then they'll start t- state tournament play. So, we're getting down to the nitty-gritty. I mean, we're, we're getting well, down there. Some, some big news today in the 6A West yes. baseball is the Rogers Heritage forfeit to Southside from last week. Heritage 8-4 to four win is going to be a forfeit. Hey, Leland, uh, I have to interrupt on this. Yes. That is not official word yet. 
No, that that, um, that forfeit is not official. Superintendent yet, so. or the athletic director at Southside or at, at Fort Smith has talked to the AAA, and he is saying that that will be the case. Although official notification has not gone out. What uh, was the reason? Did they have a pitcher go over the pitch limit or what? pitch count? Pitch, pitch count. count. Okay. There was a ball in the sixth inning that was not recorded. Okay. Okay. So and what is that pitch over count? for the final batter yeah. that he faced? What is the pitch uh, count? The pitch, it's 110. It's 110. 110 pitches in a day. So I wonder, Leland, how, how could Heritage be held responsible for this if that game was played at Southside, correct? They would be the home team, right? Well, the, both of those games were played at Heritage. At Heritage, okay. Okay, so the now, home team would be the when there is a the discrepancy, yeah. I believe what they do is um, – they take the higher of the two pitch counts. Gotcha. So was or there... a or a third independent party that's there. Right. So obviously everybody, you know, nobody's keeping a scorebook anymore. Everybody's keeping it on game, game changer. changer. Yep. And then also with both teams now, or a lot of teams doing live streams, you know, you can go back and look. And and from what I was told, it came down to a ball on an 0-2 count to Duncan Slavens in the sixth inning that was not recorded. Okay, okay. And that put him over um, on the last batter that he faced, which I think was David Sorg uh, in the in the seventh inning. Well, that would be a tough way to lose on a ball that was a discrepancy on whether it was thrown or not. That would be, that would be a tough. tough way to yeah. lose a game. Uh, and, uh, you know, you, you, you have one pitch like that that could be the difference in Heritage getting in. Uh, state tournament or not, that's oh. that's going to be a tough call. That's a tough call to make. That that is yeah, a tough because one. the middle the middle of the West is is jumbled up. Yes, it I is. Mean, it's uh, well, like you said, well, basically uh, the whole West. You know, the difference could be one yeah. pitch. A it could be a sixth inning ball that wasn't recorded. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, the West is from two from two down, and one's two's a little jumbled now after you know after uh, Harbor losing yesterday. But from two down, three down for sure. From three to eight is a it's it's a uh, you know put them at, put them in a hat and shake them up because that's 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 where we are. It's it's going to be it is uh, it's going to be a, a a crazy race to the finish in the final two weeks. So moving on, also uh, Leland, I saw yesterday in softball that uh, Greenwood girl. Now I didn't see the Van Buren scores, but I saw Greenwood girls. Uh, Greenwood softball got a sweep yesterday. So tell me about five A West softball. Well, Van Buren and Valonia went into yesterday tied atop the 5A West standings. Valonia or Van Buren won the first game five to nothing. Uh, Ember Caldwell, another great performance on the mound. Um, a two-run triple by Haley Allen uh, provided a, a big boost for Van Buren in the opener. And then in the ninth cap, they came back and took a two to nothing lead wow. and won two to one. Ooh. So they now have a two. Well, it's. That bumped Valonia from being tied for first into fourth place. Into fourth, yeah. And now Greenwood is just a game back of Van Buren at seven and three. Right. So it's, uh, you know, it's going to be a tight race again with uh, with two weeks left in the season. That's fantastic. And major props to Van Buren this year. They've got a really, really good team. Uh, I compiled all the softball stats each week for the for the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. And uh, uh, coach down there sends me their stats, and man, they got a lot of girls hitting around 400, 450. I mean, Van Buren's got they they got some girls that can flat swing those bats. 
They are one of the few teams that is still keeping score or their stats on iScore. Do you yes. guys remember iScore? Yeah, I, I know it because yeah, I have to go there every week. I like iScore. I think it's a good uh, <laughs> I do too. It's a good software. I do too. Here's what I get into, Leland, and I know you take care of the, base, the baseball stats for us, is I depend on Game Changer for 95% of my stat is, it comes from Game Changer. And so the way we do this, these things are in categories. And there's about, for hitting, there's about 18 or 19 categories. And, I'll, and, and once you start doing these, and Leland, you know this, once you start doing them, the numbers just kind of all run together. Um, and so we're doing it you know, on our laptops, and we're following along, and I'm going, you know, I know the categories are hits, and then singles, doubles, triples, home runs, RBIs, runs, blah, 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 all the way down the line, right? And so I'm in that pattern on Game Changer. I'm telling, telling our listeners here who probably don't care about this at all, but I'm, I'm going to tell it anyway because I got the microphone. <laughs> But anyway, I'm, I'm talking to myself going 5031, type in 5031, 3072, 3072. And th- so I get that done. And then, I, and then when I get the, somebody who does theirs differently, Van Buren on iScore or whatever, the numbers don't line up. So now I have to go chase every little category. And it slows me down, Ricky. It slows you know, me down. The only one, I'm not good <laughs> with numbers. You know that. The only one I could do is a girl from Hackett with the six no-hitters five perfect games i could do that that's simple that's just not zeros. not not yeah now also well, now, and and you yeah. know you, you you're talking about stats and you're right and probably nobody but about you know five of us really care about this but yeah. i hate and i know hate's a strong word but it in this case it applies i hate the categories and the way game changer has them because you know i grew up back in the 60s and 70s reading the sporting news and those box scores right and it's supposed to be at bats, runs, hits, RBIs, doubles, triples, homers. Right. And it is not that way. Not they the, throw in singles, which I get yep. to do singles and to finish and to, to compile the right or compute the slugging percentage. You have to have singles to give a you know one point to a single and you know stuff like that. So I, I know there's a reason behind it, but traditionally. I hate the categories. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, There's so many now, and I I get confused. What's that W I S P or something now? With well, now they have WHIP. W H I P. What is that? WHIP. Uh, Wins and hits per innings pitched. Yeah, 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 yep. And then then they have that OPS. Yep. Yep. Which is a big one now that they calculate. Um, So Uh, yeah, and and most of those that's just a formula, so that's no big deal. Right. But like, there's one of the places where I could get the stats for the baseball that does not have hit by pitches, or actually doesn't have sacrifices or sacrifice bumps, bunts, which which plays into plate appearances, which has to do with on base percentage and right. You know, it's just I I love it. I I know that's way out there for most people, and they don't care, but it's yeah. I love the hit by pitch. That's uh, that's the Craig Biggio uh, lean in and take one off the elbow, uh, whatever you got. You know, Ricky, how do you, get on base however you have to. You know, if if a pitcher's mowing everybody down, got to kind of get up close to the plate, like uh, in Bad News Bears when uh, when when Coach when Buttermaker told uh, Ogilvy get up close to the plate or no, I'm sorry, Rudy Stein get close to the plate. And Stein goes, it'll hurt. And he goes, you want to win this game? Well, in the hit by pitch, there's probably more hit by pitches or hit batsmen. Yeah in high school baseball than at any other level because before that in little league those kids would get out of the way yeah yeah they, they in do. high school yeah. baseball they'll kind of turn that shoulder you take know it. lean that elbow in taking it for bit. the team 
So there's yeah. more hit-by-pitches in high school baseball than at any other level, I think. My sons, when they played uh, high school baseball, they went to school at Fort Smith Christian, and they had a kid on their team um, who, who he was not the best baseball player in the world, Ricky, at all by any means. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was a hockey goalie in Minnesota before he moved to Arkansas. You think it bothered him to get close to the plate and take one off the shoulder? No. Not no. at all. He'd take it in the teeth, probably. <laughs> Whatever. And he got on base a lot, and he would basically stand in there and take one off the shoulder and kind of look at the pitcher and go, is that it? Is that all you got? <laughs> That's all you got. <laughs> Throw harder next time. <laughs> uh, so lots of good sports going on. Uh, now we're going to shift gears a little bit. This is not a spring sport, but Rogers Heritage has filled its football coaching vacancy, and Ricky – they got a Springdale Red Dog to come take that job. Well, it's going to take a Springdale uh, Red Dog to, if you're going to get things turned around at Rogers Heritage. They've been struggling for years. I'm familiar with the uh, Munoz. He played for, yep. played for Gus Malzahn. Yep, played for Gus. Yep. Oh, yep. so, okay. So, that's a plus. That's a plus. But, man, and I know he want to get back here in this area. Yep. A lot of us do. I'm yep. glad to be here. Yep. But, man, that's a tough way to, I mean, they've they struggled mightily. I don't even, since, uh, since they split school with Rogers Harris, what have they had, six, seven coaches? I have no idea. Uh, a string of them, though, right? Perry Escalante, Trump, Tony Travis, uh, Hook Finn, that's three. Um, do they have one? Another one, Paul, that I, I'm not – I think that's it, right? I think that's it. Okay. Uh, so, um, they've uh, – when they first did the split, Ricky, they were pretty competitive, had some kids who yes. had been in the Rogers program before yes. uh, the split. They were pretty competitive. Leland, you saw them play last year. I thought they – I thought I thought Heritage played pretty tough last year. I, I really did. The record might not reflect it, but I thought they played hard. I thought they were very competitive last year. Yeah. Uh, and they – like you said, they played hard. The effort was there. Uh, most nights they were just, uh, I think it's safe to say that they were just outmanned and maybe yeah. a little out talented. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but they, but they did play hard. There's no, there's no doubting that Ricky, they, they play hard, you know, they do play hard. Um, and you'd like to see them get rewarded, uh, for yeah. that, uh, talking with Paul Boyd again the other day about this, about how, uh, you know, heritage needs to be really smart and, and, in its non-conference schedule. They need to really try to find games. Schedule uh, will, non-conference, well. get you a couple. Yes, get you a couple. Uh, uh, you know, confidence means everything. Yes. Uh, if you could schedule, you know, put together the right non-conference schedule where you could get you, you know, two or three wins in the non-conference, uh, maybe slip in there and get you a win in the conference play. Um, who knows, maybe you get you two wins. Maybe, 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 you know, you get, you know, you win four games a couple of years in, in, in a row and then maybe, maybe you get you a fifth win five and five right now at Heritage would look, that would, that would, that would be pretty good at Heritage to go five and five. Well, Munoz, man, he, he was a player and he played on some great teams. And so he know what it's all about. And so good luck to him up there. Maybe uh, he's related to Anthony Munoz, who was the star, you know, t- yeah. offensive tackle at USC and later, you know, in the, in the NFL. I mean, he's got some of that. Maybe he's got some maybe, of those yeah, bloodlines. Yeah, bring it, yeah. Get some of those guys maybe in there. he got some Trojans in him. Could be, could be. Get those guys in the weight room and, and uh, you know, who, who knows what can happen. You know, you know as well as I do, Ricky, that's where it starts right, right there is in, is in the trenches. Absolutely. You know, it starts there. If you have a good line on both sides of the ball, uh, you got a chance. Yep. You, know, you got a chance. But uh, congratulations to Coach uh, Munoz coming back home. Former Red Dog, going to be a War Eagle now. And uh, I think if Paul told me this right, I think he was on Gus's staff at ASU, also at Auburn. Uh, and then before he took a head coaching job at uh, uh, Brooklyn, 
um, high school and was there for a couple of years. So uh, he's got a little bit of experience. Got a few skins on the wall, Ricky, so that'll, that'll be good for them. Well, I look forward to see how, it, see how it works out for them. Now let's kick it over to our man who covers track for us, Henry Apple. Henry got, had some a full page of track this, this last week, so we had some big-time meets on Thursday, maybe and on Friday, but Thursday for sure last week. Yeah, had meets at Bentonville West. We had one at uh, Gravit. We had one at Van Buren and one at Harrison. Wow. So, hey, you want to run and throw and all that, it wasn't hard to find a place to do it. You but, can do it. Uh, Something that just really jumped out at me immediately was at uh, Bentonville West Wolverine Relays. Fayetteville put together a 4 by 800 meter relay team that has made a serious threat to the state record. Gotcha. They First time they've run together in this relay, and they turned in a time of 7.58 with some change. Wow, okay. The state okay. record in 6A is 7.57. Now, the 4 by 800, that is... That is, everybody like goes the around the. It's like a thirty-two hundred, right? Right, right. 30, that's long. I know. I, Ricky, when I cover track and they run, they bring the thirty-two hundred around. I'm like, oh man, oh. Yeah. it just slows down to a crawl. Actually, the thirty-two hundred was made for a couple of reasons. There's where you go get your bathroom break. Okay. Or you go or run the dog. concession stand, yep. get a hot dog. There you go. Nachos. I'll be back in about 45 minutes, boys. They'll still be running. The last <laughs> ones. That'd be me. That'd be me, Ricky. I'd be, uh, you know, at the track. I would make them. I'd make them wait forever. I'd be the last one by so far. It would be, you know, we'd have to finish that track meet up the next day. <laughs> well, as a sports Henry writer, would hate me. I, if I was a sports writer on deadline, I'd be over there. I'd have something in your butt. Would you be prodding me with the, with the cattle prod? Yeah, let's go. I'd be let's doing go. something like let's that. Go. Come on, boy. Come on, let's go. Either run or quit. <laughs> yeah. Not on I did not which run. One. Okay, I will say this, Ricky. I did attempt to run track in high school. It wasn't because I thought I'd be good at anything, but I could hang out with the girls all day at the track meets and who, you know, I mean, you know, that's that was way better than being in school and you know, in English class, yeah, right? I, I mean, you yeah, know, absolutely. I was born in the morning, but not this morning. I I knew how to how to spend my time. They'd say, "Time to go." I, they had me try to do the pole vault. I'd get up there and and hit the hit the bar three times. They're okay. Done for the day. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get your phone number while I'm here? There we go. That was I got a gold medal in that. I was I was that was my best event. Uh, so Henry, the state meet uh, is two weeks away mm -hmm. uh, coming up. So they are closing in. Uh, kind of give us an idea. Other than Isaiah Satania, who are some of the kids to watch for? Uh, you know that that could be you know contenders for gold medals and, and uh, potential state records coming up. Uh, one you'll have to look at this kid. We've mentioned him before, Cooper Williams from Fayetteville. He's just a sophomore, okay. and he is flirting right now with clearing seven foot in the high oh, jump. Oh, man, that'd be great. He is just, you know, uh, at the last time I looked, he was tied with like seven other athletes for fourth place nationally, nationally. this year. But everybody else is like juniors or seniors. Gotcha. He's the only sophomore. Uh, he's one to look for. Uh, of course, in the team races, uh, Fayetteville boys, when you have a Cooper Williams and Isaiah Satanga and then these distance runners, yeah. good chance you're going to make a run, a serious run for the state championship. Uh, I think in the girls, Bentonville and Fayetteville, it's going to be neck and neck, and whoever can pull it out at the end will do it. It comes down to those points, you know, in those, those fourth and fifth and sixth place finishes, it might not be top three, but those points are big. Yeah. Uh, you can get a first place. I have one team get a first place. Okay, that's 10 points. But if you've got a couple of others in there, 
get six and five. Boy, hey, I believe my I, eleven beat your not, team. Not six plus five, Ricky is one carry the one and not. You're something. so close. You're so <laughs> close. He almost said it. Eleven. 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 Okay. Yeah, eleven oh. is more than ten. So yeah, there yeah. you go. There you go. So that's how these teams compile these points. And, you know, that's what track coaches, you know, that's what they try to tell you is that, listen, you know, it's great to win first place. It is. But if you can stack up, you know, eight, nine, ten points in an event with, you know, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth place finishes, that goes a long way in, in those team yeah. totals. That's what people, a lot of people don't understand is that track is a team individual sport. It's an individual sport and you and I going at each other, but it's also a team sport in all these other points coming in from other places, and and uh, and that's a big thing. Winning, winning the conference cha- team championship is a big thing. It is. It's a big thing. It's a big thing. So that's why they try to get about 60 kids on a track team? I mean, yeah, if they can, sure. Yeah. sure. Yeah. The last two or three years, well, we can't count 2020 because nothing happened in the – but the last few years, Bentonville's girls have been able to win a state championship. It's not because they got the greatest athletes. They have the numbers game and say, okay, with yeah. you may have a yeah, better yeah. one, but I can throw three at you, and I'm sure my three can outscore your one. Yeah. And that's, that's how they do it. That's yeah. how they do it. That's how they do it. Uh, so, Leland, what else down in the River Valley then? Uh, are you need to? What kind of knowledge uh, do you need to drop on us from down there? Well, this is going to be right up Henry's Alley. Okay. Uh, the McDonald's Relays are Thursday at Southside. Okay. And from what I've gathered the last few weeks, it's uh, I think it's the oldest track meet in this area. Okay. The pointer relays go back to 1968, and I think the McDonald's relays, which at that time was the Fort Smith Invitational, goes back even further than that. So that's a, that's a big track meet for this area. Do they bring uh, any teams from Oklahoma as well? Yeah, I mean it's it's uh, there's a Spiral. lot, and I know that Poto I think is going to bring uh, their team over, and they've got a guy that's running the hundred that's among the fastest in Oklahoma. That's a, a big time yeah. uh, football recruit. Okay. Uh, and then of course you've got Tori Tiffy, who's uh, very good in the sixteen hundred and thirty two hundred runs. Uh, you remember her name obviously from softball, and, yep. uh, or I mean from volleyball. And then Noah Embry from from Greenwood is very good, and then the four by one hundred relay team of Northside, of course, has Demari Smith, the Kavion King, Cam Massey, and R.J. Lester ran the uh, anchor leg of that for the first time um, this year for for the relay team last week at the Pointer Relays, and they had their fastest time of the year. Gotcha, gotcha. So that's uh, that's a big one there, and then the three A four district. Uh, baseball and softball tournaments are at Cedarville starting next Tuesday, and both of those are going to be wide open. Boonville's very good in yes. both. Uh, Hackett's good in both. Hackett had a big eight to seven win over Paris last week in baseball. baseball yeah. um, you know, of course, Paris has Duke Walker, so he's going to be a factor in that district tournament. So that's going to be a wide open, really fun one to watch because. Um, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I said that they kind of split their regular season up into a north and a south division. Yeah. So, and now they're coming back for this, for the, you know, combined district tournaments. So, that's going to be very good as well. Well, that is fantastic. Well, that's about all I've got for this week. Henry, you got anything else? No. Rick? Nothing. Nope. Nothing. Uh, Leland, anything else? 
I think I'm good. It's uh, boy, it's a it's a busy time of the year, a great time of the year, and I can't believe that we're down to just a couple of weeks of uh, regular season baseball left. This season, this school year, not just the seasons, the school year has flown by, you know, really fast. I thought basketball zipped by, you know, very very fast. But uh, the good thing is, Ricky, the kids are playing again. Yeah. Uh, give us some good weather, please. Give us, yeah, give us some good weather. I know we're supposed to have rain come back in again uh, today, tomorrow, and, and that kind of thing. But uh, let's, let's get these games played, get these kids sent off the right way, and uh, then we move on to the next one. Move on to the next well, group, Ricky. And, and speaking of rain, Harbor and Southside have moved their game from today to tomorrow. Okay. They, they, uh, that's probably a wise move. Um, so if we don't have anything else, uh, we'll go ahead and shut down this performance of the Prep Rally podcast, and we'll be back next week uh, as we take it down now. that At that point, we'll be down to the final week of the regular season, if the rain doesn't wipe everything out. We'll be down to the final week of the regular season for the larger schools, and we can talk a little district tournament action that will be going on for the 4A schools and below. So for Henry Apple, Rick Fires, and Leland Barclay, I'm Chip Souza. Thanks for catching us on Prep Rally the Podcast. We'll be back next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. Boom. There you go. See ya. The Prep Rally Podcast is produced and directed by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Find us on SoundCloud, Apple, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher.